This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. So Numsa has claimed that PASCO is disposing of human waste near a depot in Nansfield in Soweto as part of an alleged reign of terror against suspected workers. And that reign of terror is, of course, in inverted commas. The union alleges that at least 120 workers were suspended by Patco because the company tried to withhold salary increases. NUMSA also saying that this matter dates back to 2022, when hundreds of workers embarked on a work spot stoppage because Patco management refused to pay the 6% wage increase and bonus owed to workers. Let's then get more information about what is this dispute that has happened um, between Patco and Numsa. Patco Media Liaison Lindoku Lekulu is on the line. Lindo, good afternoon. Thanks for your time. Good afternoon, Teho. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good, good. Thank you. So let's just get an understanding as to what is this dispute? What is happening between Numsa and Patco? Yeah, just to summarize it quickly, mm-hmm. uh, in 2020, after the COVID 19 pandemic, at least after the hard lockdown, uh, Patco had applied for an exemption not to pay the bargaining council agreement of 6% salary increases and bonuses due for 2020. And the reason, obviously, uh, they, they're quite obvious to say that uh, every industry had suffered during that time. Mm. So when uh, basically that, that, that process took us to the Labour Court, where the matter was through the bargaining council and then we appealed and it was before the Labour Court. In 2022, uh, September, when the workers were embarked on an illegal strike, uh, uh, that matter was pending before the Labour Court. So that is why that strike was illegal. Uh, but basically, fast forward to today, there was a Section 150 uh, CCMA facilitated uh, negotiations that uh, came up with a settlement agreement. We had agreed then to say that uh, based on our finances, we may be able to pay the 6% increase, we paid the bonuses, but we agreed also that the suspended workers would go on a paid suspension uh, pending a Section 188A uh, inquiry process. So basically the workers are now undergoing that particular process of whether they should be sacked by the company or they should be retained by the company. But the gripe really from NUMSA is to say that uh, they don't want the workers to report uh, to our premises uh, every day for the duration of their working hours. And the reason why we said as a company we want them back is because uh, some of them had found secondary employment, some of them uh, were not attending the CCMA process and they were unreachable in terms of us communicating to them as a company. So those are some of the issues that led us to bringing them back but NUMSA says they want their workers to stay at home and not report for duty and that's the crime really of the issue. Mm. So there are these allegations that NUMSA is making against Patco Lindo yeah. um, of disposing human waste near depot in Nansfield um, and of course like you've mentioned now the issues of workers that are not being paid or that have been suspended. Let's start with this human waste um, mm. disposing the disposal of human waste. What is it? What what are some of the what what are we not understanding about what exactly is happening with that? Is it true? It's not true. Look, uh, we, we just right now we just received a memorandum from NUMSA. They came and picked it outside our offices, uh, head offices, and they are. Terms, in their terms, they're saying that a failure to meet their demands, they are going to continue the media campaign that they have embarked. 
Uh, so we're not surprised by the smear campaign that uh, we are seeing from NUMSA. Uh, what had happened at Nansfield is that one of their workers had filmed uh, one of the mobile units that we had put in one of the areas where the workers would be stationed. The reason why we put that is that we didn't want there to be a backlog when they're using the facilities within our premises. So we supplemented those with mobile uh, VIP toilets. And basically, the VIP toilet in question was reported as faulty. And therefore, the, the service provider had come into our premises to take that away. It was unused because it was leaking and it was faulty. To take it away and replace it with a new one. According to the service provider who wrote even a sound statement, they are saying that they were just emptying the water because it's leaking. It cannot be transported while it's leaking because of the dangers that might occur on the road. So they were basically uh, draining the water water within that but there was no feces there was no human waste that toilet or unit was never used in the first place but like again as part we understand what numsa is doing they call it a public a, a, a public a media a, a campaign but we know it's a smear campaign from our side and it's a desperate one to try and get part to buckle in terms of the pressure of allowing them to and their workers to to do as they please which is to stay at home not report for the ccma inquiry and just get paid in the process and mm-hmm. mind you we are 17 months into this process and delay tactics is another issue for another day. Hmm. So, you know, the issue, of course, as you mentioned, that they did come to your head offices. They've given you this memorandum of demands. Um, it might be too early for you to have been able to look thoroughly through some of the demands. But what are some of those things that have been raised, especially because, as you say, 17 months into this process and there's still so many delays happening? Yeah. Look, their demand uh, is that they want the workers to serve their suspension at uh, at home and only report when there's a, a hearing to, to be attended to. The other hearings is that uh, they, 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 they want workers to be paid uh, and there shouldn't be any docking of their salaries or wages even when they are not on duty, uh, even when they do not report here. But I think prime to this is the issue of saying they want their workers to remain uh, on paid suspension and be at home. Now, the, the, the problem with all of this, Teho, is that the, these are some of the delay tactics we're talking about as a company. NUMSA uh, has only presented 19 to 20 people, 20 cases of their, of their members, and they have 85 members that they are intending to call on the stand to do the same thing, which is what's prolonged this situation. When we signed the Section 150 CCMA agreement, I, there's a clause 3.6 that says this should be an expedited process and normal procedures shouldn't take place. Normally, yes, you would expect each and every worker to represent their case, but the clause says a expedited process and it mustn't last forever. Now, NUMSA, the tactic here is to say they want to frustrate the process, but at the same time, now they feel that their workers are not fully enjoying the benefits of what they are trying to achieve. And that is why they are now fighting and, uh, and, and instituting this so-called media campaign. It's all in the name of saying that they want to collapse this process, they want their demands to be met, and they basically know that the cohort of workers we are talking about are workers that have crossed the transgressed against the company, misconduct in terms of threatening the lives of other workers, uh, removing them from their offices while they were not on strike, and basically saying that Ngamakundwane 
we know where you stay. So that's mm. the kind of uh, people that we're talking about here. They know they are not going to come back, even with the Section 1888. They are to delay the process and have them get their paychecks for as long as they can. So this is what we're fighting against. We're saying bring back the workers. They must come to our premises so that we ensure that they go through this process. But they are fighting against that particular point to say they want them to be on paid suspension and enjoy it while they're sitting at home. I was actually about to ask you that most times when people get suspended, you don't go into the office. You wouldn't go to work, but you are still adamant that people must go to work so that they are able to face this disciplinary process. Yeah, look, it's not just about saving the disciplinary process, but it's with upholding the the contract that the, the workers signed. For example, I did mention earlier that these workers uh, were secondarily employed. So uh, they were finding employment elsewhere, not declaring this with PADCO or resigning with PADCO. Uh, so you see, when you have to guard against that, you must ensure that these workers are actually report to a certain premise. And let me tell you what happened when we amended the suspension conditions into that uh, particular uh, setting. Many of them resigned. And many others of, of these people, they, they absconded from work. So it shows you that they are already employed in other places and they resigned and some of them absconded because they could not compromise the opportunities that they already have in other areas, which is in breach of their contract. So, we, yes, we want to help uh, 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 in the process in terms of expediting it. But at the same time, it is to guard against all of these things uh, that we are seeing from these workers. At the end of the day, we must follow the law. And in terms of whether we are adamant or not about, uh, you know, the issue of bringing our workers uh, to report to our premises, look, the suspension conditions of a worker, it's provided for in the Labor Relations Act to say that if the worker is paid, then the suspension conditions are actually uh, set by the employer. In fact, it goes further to say that if you look at issues of uh, the options of, of an employer, one, it is to uh, say the worker must stay at home. Two, it is to say the employee must be uh, redirected in terms of their duties. So instead of driving a bus, you would be doing administrative stuff. But three, it also provides to say that they can report to a certain set premise of the of the, of the, of the company, stay there for the duration of their work, uh, work hours and then leave uh, as they would have if they were on duty. So that is provided for it's well within the rights of the company and the reason it hasn't been challenged in any legal avenue except this mayor campaign it is because numsa knows that fully well but desperately so they will try to frustrate the process and we understand as patco and we are in conversation currently he is patco media liaison speaking about the dispute and the deadlock, I suppose it can be called, between numsa workers and patco so lindo what would it take do you think to resolve this conflict between NUMSA, the workers that are affiliated to NUMSA and PATCO? Mm. As a responsible company, we reached out to NUMSA. Uh, we invited them for a meeting before their march. And fortunately, they honored uh, that uh, meeting invite. We were sitting it at Patco's head office yesterday. We had made some proposals, obviously, uh, which are not necessarily ones that I can disclose at the moment because they are under consideration by the union. Mm-hmm. But the proposals seek to end this in terms of having this process uh, follow the, the guidelines with which it was set. In the Section 150, again, I did say that the process was supposed to be an expedited one. But one of the things perhaps I can disclose is that 
we had made a, a, an assertion as a company to say that we are willing to compromise and give in to your, the demands that you have. But at the same time, you also have to uh, be in line with the Section 150 agreement, which speaks about an expedited process. So we spoke about issues of putting a timeline or a deadline to say that at least make a commitment as the union to say that by a, this certain period of time, we would have finished with this. And that would give us a, a, a confidence to say that there is no frustration of the process to, and prolonging of the process to have workers uh, get paid by for doing nothing. So those are some of the things we are working on. We are supposed to allow NUMSA now between uh, yesterday and on, on Monday to actually go and consult their members in terms of some of the uh, uh, proposals that we've made. But Tuesday, we are going to meet again, sit in the boardroom and make each other understand where we can meet each other halfway. I think that's the one of the ways in which we are exploring. But as a company, illegally so, we do have other options that we reserve the right to. But right now, we think that negotiating is the best way of doing it because the NUMSA is our stakeholder, however mm-hmm. unruly, however bad they are behaving in public, but we still have to be with them because they are representing our workers that are still within the company. So we need to build that relationship and we believe that the negotiation table is the way to go. We are trying also to get hold of NUMSA, Lindo, just so that you are aware mm-hmm. to try and get, of course, their right of response to this interview. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, you've said that now the memorandum has been handed to you. Did they give you a timeline as to when to respond to them? Yep, they said uh, five working days. Uh, they are expecting a response. Uh, the company then took the memorandum. We signed and we said that, yes, we will study the contents of uh, their demands and we will respond in due course. But uh, I must say that we are privy to all of the demands that they are making uh, in the so-called uh, public uh, campaign uh, by NUMSA. It's actually in line with all of what they have been saying uh, in the media. So we know what they want. Again, I think uh, this matter is one that will be solved in the negotiation table because making noise out there and uh, 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 putting uh, the company's name in disrepute is not going to, to help us. And mm. it's definitely not going to help the workers that are still within the employ of PATCO, all in the name of protecting 120 workers that had transgressed. That's in fact NUMSA has admitted that they were on the wrong in terms of instituting action that would have been illegal and not following the proper processes. So five days they've given us, I believe that would be from Monday to Friday. We will respond to those matters, uh, but we're hoping that before that, before that time lapses, we're able to meet each other when we do reconvene on Tuesday uh, to continue the negotiations and hear what their considerations are in terms of the proposals we've put on the table. Mm-hmm. Just quickly, briefly for us, Lindo Gutle, because we want to speak to Pagamile as yeah. well. Um, are buses operational? Buses are operational. Okay. Uh, we can confirm that uh, uh, there was no disturbance in terms of our operation. So our teams are on the ground monitoring the situation, but buses are operational. And uh, uh, all I can say is good luck to Pagamile. Just now, when, when I mean, good luck to you, Tiago, in interviewing Pagamile. Just now, the media was interviewing me to respond to some of the assertions they've made, and she interjected. So, good luck to you. All right, Linda. operand is one to make noise, and yeah. All right, we'll hear what she has to say. Thank you for my colleague for your time. Thank you, Sergio. Linda Patco Media Liaison there. Pagamile, good afternoon to you. I mean, quite the allegation that Lindo has made there against you as a person, but that is not what we want to discuss. We'll definitely want to more discuss more about your um, protest and march to the Patco um, buildings. Give us a briefing as to what that was all about today.
Yes, indeed. And thank you so much for having me on the line. And no, I will not dignify uh, Lindo's comments uh, with a response. So just to get straight to the issues, we did hand over a memorandum of demand to the management of PADCO and um, it was received. It's unfortunate that we were not able to pick it in the manner in which we wanted to uh, due to restrictions placed on us by the security in this uh, office park. But uh, nevertheless, we did hand over the memorandum of demands. All right. Uh, Fagamila, I'm going to request that you just hang 10 for us. Quickly, we want to go to news headlines. I'd like to just get an understanding for the demands that you have towards PATCO. Let's go to news headlines with Rishoke Trimalaji. Where news and talk comes first. We get you all the stories. Stimulating talk is what we do. Power 98.7. Now we're talking. 12.32, let us continue and wrap up our conversation with Pagamile Subima Joel, of course, from NUMSA. So Pagamile, you mentioned that, of course, you were unable to pick it the way that you would have liked to. What was the cause and what stopped you from doing that? Uh, so the security in this uh, office park don't allow picketing, or so they claim. But I think that was just a ruse designed to frustrate the action that the PADCO management does not want to see here today. But be that as it may, I think as a union, we've done a very good job of exposing the cruelty uh, and the inhumane treatment that PADCO management has uh, really uh, imposed on suspended workers. The reason our members were picketing is the fact that um, there are disciplinary hearings going on at the moment. There are about 120 workers that are suspended uh, following an unprotected strike that they participated in in 2022. Now, generally speaking, when you are suspended, you will sit at home and then you'll report to maybe it's a CCMA, if that's where the hearing is being held, or you'll come to work on the day that your hearing is being held, but you will remain at home. However, PADCO is insisting that workers should not stay at home, but should actually report to the depots while they're on suspension. And in that period of time, they force them to sit in the workshop, a very old, rusty uh, building, uh, and they force them to sit there. Um, in the workshop in Pretoria, there's a wire fencing, which our members describe as a cage. Um, there's security by the entrance so that workers cannot go in and out as they please. And it is literally like a prison, which sure. is why our members have described it as a prison. There is nothing in the labor law that gives PADCO the right to do that. But they're doing it anyway because they want to frustrate our members and to frustrate workers and to punish them unnecessarily. Secondly, these mm-hmm. work- workers are not allowed to drink water. They're not allowed access to decent water. They drink water from a, George- a filthy Jojo tank. Um, they, they, they use portable toilets. And one of the complaints that our members at the Soweto Depot made was that PADCO actually emptied one of the Jojo tanks right in front of them, right in the yard where they're sitting. They emptied that Jojo tank in front of them. Um, and, and our members complained that, that the, whatever they emptied smelled like feces. So mm. it's bad enough that they are dehumanizing uh, uh, our members uh, by forcing them to come to this prison-like space. But on top of that, they, they actually have the nerve to go and empty portable toilets right in front of them. PADCO claims that what they emptied was water. Our members are saying that it's feces. Oxalayo, 
you should not, they should not have done it in the first place because those workers should not have been there in the first place. So we are horrified by the fact that Patco thinks it's normal to subject workers to these conditions. Pagamila, I'd like to then find out as well, you know, when we were in conversation with Lindogutle, he was mentioning that um, there are delay tactics from NUMSA because your members, some of your members are facing the CCMA disciplinary kind of hearing that is currently underway. Your response to that? There are 120 workers facing disciplinary. And in every single case, I mean, if you've ever, let me just sort of take you through, in, if, you've, if, you're, if you're going through a disciplinary process, there's a hearing, uh, you submit evidence, you must give testimony, there are witnesses. Now, if, you've got, if you're dealing with over 120 people, it's now 120 people, I think it was about 160 when we started, of course it's going to take long. And that's not our problem. You know, we wouldn't be here if Patco had not lied and pretended they couldn't pay uh, workers' increases which caused them to go on an uh, unlawful strike in the first place. You know, if Patco had been honest with its dealings with workers from day one, there would never have been an unprotected strike and there would be no workers who'd be sitting in, in suspension with cases dragging um, because of their cruel, selfish, greedy behavior. So do you think this, there's a way that this can be resolved, that there isn't so much... Um one conflict, but it also seems like there's a, a, a deadlock in conversations. Well, um, Patco management wants to meet with us on Tuesday. We've made it very clear what our demands are. All of this can go away the moment Patco starts to treat workers like human beings. If they say to them, if our demands are, are very simple, Patco must make sure that workers are able to stay home while on suspension. That is what everybody does. That is the standard practice in all companies. That is all we're demanding. If workers are able to stay home while they're on suspension, this will resolve the matter. That's the one demand. The second demand that we're making, um, Patco has been unlawfully deducting money from these workers' salaries. So these are workers who are on paid suspension. And if you do not report to that prison-like warehouse that Patco has set up at the depot, um, and you don't report, and some of our members have not reported because they were sick. There's a member who actually got injured because the conditions at that place are so bad. He injured his foot, he was in hospital. Patco was taking him to hospital every single day. He was not able to report to the depot. Mm -hmm. They're now saying to him they're not going to pay his salary because he was absent without leave. He's not the only one. There's countless examples of that. And that Mm -hmm. is unfair. That is another way that they're dehumanizing workers, that they're unfairly punishing them, Um, when the law doesn't allow it. It's a gross abuse of power. So all we're saying, stop this insane system of forcing workers to report to the depot during suspension Mm -hmm. and stop your unlawful deductions and everything will be fine after that. All right, Pagamilia, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.